Love in a Cold Climate by Nancy Mitford I am obliged to begin by emphasising the fact that the Hampton family was very grand as well as very rich. Not to mention congenitally stupid, a trait perfectly illustrated by Lord Montdor, my friend Polly's father, who contented himself with a few bigoted grunts and a walk-on part in the book. Lady Montdor, Sonia to her untime and minor European royalty, was another matter. Her shallowness was on display throughout, something for which there were no mitigating circumstances, as she wasn't middle class, American, or a particularly funny character. After my mother left my father, I went to live with my Aunt Emily and Uncle Davy, who were neighbours of the Montdors, and Polly and I became close friends until she left the country at the age of 13, when her father became Viceroy of India. They returned five years later, and so it was that I was invited to stay for a weekend in the season. Do watch out for my uncle boy, Dugdale, Polly warned me. He tries it on with all the girls. We wittily call him the lecherous lecturer. He's been having an affair with my mother for years. Ah, the bolter's daughter has arrived, said Lady Montdor, fixing me with her steely gaze. Now do try to find yourself a husband. I spent most of the weekend being ignored by various Rorys and Rowleys, who were entranced by the ever-so-risque conversation of Veronica Chaddersley Corbett, and the only highlight was a delightful pre-breakfast walk with the Duke de Sauveterre. Lady Montdor called me later. So, Bolter's daughter, she cried, are you in love yet? I thought of Sauveterre's lilting accent and his well-turned ankles, and nodded. Well, don't be. You don't marry for love. You marry for all this, she added, gesturing expansively towards Hampton Hall. And so the rest of the summer passed in a few averagely diverting set pieces, with Lady Montdor beside herself that the ever-so-beautiful Polly had failed to secure a husband. My Uncle Davy furious, because he was obliged to sit next to a German at dinner. And Boy Dugdale doing needlepoint. At the time, I supposed it might have been the most daring comedy of manners, with readers curious to speculate just how autobiographical it might have been. But in hindsight, I am more persuaded that it was rather a one-joke book, with no real plot of which to speak. Towards the end of the summer, I met Alfred Wincham, a young Oxford theology student, whose feelings toward me corresponded to my own for him, and within days he had asked me to marry him. Only if you promise to be a complete doormat and never reappear, I said. I'd be happy not to, he replied wisely. And so it was, we were wed just before Christmas. I was staying with Aunt Emily a few months later when Lady Montdor's Bentley pulled up outside the house. Has someone died? Aunt Emily asked. It's much, much worse than that, Lady Montdor shrilled. Polly has announced she's now getting married to Boy. I shall cut her off without a penny. 
The estate shall go to Cousin Cedric from Nova Scotia, if the marriage goes ahead. I was asked to intervene, but Polly was adamant. I know this sounds too absurd even for this clueless farce, Fanny, she said. But even though I've never expressed the slightest interest in Boy, I've always had a pash for him. And we shall live in penury in Sicily. The second part of my story saw me happily settled into my Oxford hovel when Lady Montdor summoned me to meet Cousin Cedric, who had arrived on a visit from Nova Scotia. Lady Montdor found it extremely amusing to repeat the words Nova Scotia, so I shall do so now. Nova Scotia. How very provincial. Well, hello, Cedric minced. I just love the white piping around your jacket. Let's go get a seaweed wrap and a facial and have lots of parties. With that one sentence, Lady Montdor was completely won over, and I managed to waste a hundred pages talking about how much fun she was having, how young she was looking, and how devoted she was to Cedric, while nothing much else happened. Towards the end of the year, Polly returned. I'm bored of boy now, she said, as capriciously as she had announced her desire for him. But at least I'm pregnant. Just as well the baby died, Lady Montdor said matter-of-factly in an upper-class scene of reconciliation. Children are very expensive. Oh, don't worry, Polly laughed. It was very young, and I'd probably have got bored with it. Mmm, boy and I are off for a quick rub-down, Cedric screamed. Good Lord, everyone gasped. You're both a couple of puffters. Who would have thought it? <laughs>